this podcast is a combination of the first 10 podcasts of RPG A Day 2023. If you've been listening on a daily basis, you don't need to listen to this episode. This podcast is part of RPG A Day 2023, a celebration of RPGs by the people who play them. I'm using the keyword prompt provided as a part of RPG A Day to inspire brief story beats in the campaign world of the solo RPG I'm playing. These will be very short, and I will also be grouping them in batches of 10 to release throughout the month and as one big podcast at the end of at the end of August. So they can be listened to every day or in smaller amounts or even in one sitting. For more about RPG a day or my campaign, stay tuned after the story or check the show notes. Day one. Keyword first. The roars echoed through the mountains and hills. In that portion of the world most often called simply the Outlands, by all but the dwarves, it was evident a conflict among great beasts was playing out. Those in the scattered settlements and outposts listened with mixed curiosity and apprehension. When it stopped, there were those who returned to their routines with relief, and others who discussed expeditions in search of answers. But the next day, all patterns and plans were preempted by the fearsome, fiery death flying out of the skies. Those sages who survived the onslaught would later disseminate the long unconfirmed knowledge of the past. When a dragon nests in a location, the first task of its first days is establishing its place as the first rank power of its new territory, sowing fear and acquiescence in its quest for dominance. Day 2. Keyword, Game Master. Shalaton was hurt. Not just the damage to her golden scales and body, but to her pride. She had been preparing for another walkabout, and was not ready for the savage attack that descended upon her. The brutality of the huge ancient one, she just couldn't overcome. Thank Bahamut it was a red one. Had it been a blue or black, she'd have been finished. All that time spent studying the world and its creatures and the ways they think and fit together wasted. All the theorizing, thinking she had all the angles covered. How had she not seen the need for always loading up better offensive and defensive spells? And now her arcane tomes were lost with the rest of her horde. By the time she had snuck back to look, Everything had been rearranged and had his essence on it. Vaxenture by his mark. It would take time to recover and plan, but the game was not over. She knew the resources she must gather and how the pieces would fit. She would be the ultimate victor. Day 3. Keyword, Vault. To Calgar. Duke of North Ambrose, your eminence, I bring to you the glad tidings that your daughter, Boreas, is alive and well. We recovered her from the ruins of her caravan. No doubt you have heard of the red worm ravaging the outlands. We found her and her four remaining guards after the beast struck. She is in our care. Sadly, her retinue did not appreciate our hospitality. They had to be dealt with. 
we are but humble freebooters that labor under the name Knights of the Green Hills. Perhaps you know our reputation. We have fallen on a hard time since the flames of the big lizard descended on this land. As such, it will be difficult for us to return her to you for less than 11,000 gold pieces. But if you remit it, in confidence, of course, to the Fort Etrarch Kingstown Treasury, under the account of Laden of Rand, and Vareus will be turned over to the Fort Commander, unharmed. We eagerly await your reply. Kellen, Leader, Knights of the Green Hills. Day 4. Keyword, Recent. To His Royal Highness, King Hexold, the sixth of his name, the twenty-first of his line, Master of the Pagos Sea, Maxishan Forest, Plains and Canyons of Alger, Frozen Realms of the South, Rumbasa Desert, Titan Peaks, and Etrarch Pass. Sire, it is with glad heart I bring to you the latest news from the fort that guards the northern reach. The red dragon that has ravaged the lands has been slain. An adventuring party from the kingdom's heartlands did the deed. The leader of the expedition, one Sir Gus of the Bailey at Barnum, relayed to me the news with proof. A dorsal scale too large and healthy to have merely fallen off. The sages sent north to help deal with the beast have informed me it is also too healthy to have been removed by battle or alt but harvested from the body directly. I have sent it with this missive for you and your advisors to examine. Your servant, Colonel Edhart of Zandir. Day 5. Keyword, oldest. He was the scion. Did you say something, Edgar? Bernie asked. Edgar looked up from the dried dragon's heart. You see here? He pointed at the center line of the head-sized organ. Bernie leaned in, then squinted in effort. I don't see anything. Exactly, proclaimed Edgar. What exactly are you on about, inquired Cullen. The rest of the group in the cave had been drawn in. Most dragons have a series of sigils along the center of their heart. It represents their lineage and power. In the presence of a, a ranking member of their line or species, they can feel those to whom they should accept the authority. As those above them die off, sigils fade. The one at the top of the pecking order, in age and power, has a smooth heart. What does this mean? asked Bernie. It means, Edgar looked at one of the eggs, we may have upset the politics of the dragon world. Day 6. Keyword, never. Cruz Sarmta stared deep into the fire. It seemed so long ago that he had bested his father to lead the Dakakamiri in the blessed steps to the north. The people had been many and mighty. He had challenged the sand riders when they encroached, not fathoming the power driving them on. Had he but heeded his father's words, and then the gopher riders had inundated the heartland, and after they fled to a new life, they learned why those plains had seemed unoccupied as the grasses themselves rose in bloody resistance. He made the decision to migrate south, to seek out the old home, 
and ask the promise of an old king be fulfilled. Then the brigands fell upon them. Of all the credos, never will the dock know defeat. Never again will the dock surrender their home. Never will the dock be vassals. All that remained, never will the dock be extinguished. Would he fail that too? Day 7. Keyword, smartest. Are you at it again, smirked Nantor? Katya looked up from the scroll of moats. I can almost see the patterns. Everyone can almost see the patterns. Nantor sipped his tea as he sat. But only those five, he pointed it to the upper roll of the scroll, have sufficiently deciphered them to cause arcane symbols to take shape. Veral managed to induce three to coalesce, and it took him 23 years of study, concentration, and access to a tome from the Elves of Fallen to do so. I find it diverting, and somehow both relaxing and frustrating, Katya's eyes went back to the ever-moving dots of ink. I think Geldor the Grand intended it that way, Nantor mused, to keep us all aware he is the smartest of us all, and keep us from the research that may surpass him someday. Speaking of, we have more to do tomorrow, so maybe... Katya abruptly sat up straighter, arms and hand gesturing as she intoned under her breath. Five symbols took shape on the scroll. Then she looked up at an agape Nantor and grinned. Day 8. Keyword, character. It was a test. Shantor knew it was a test. Normally, it was just a test of discipline. Take the courier pouch, ensure the seals were fixed, and wards in place. Get them to the rider in the morning. Sometimes things weren't set. The contents could be viewed or even taken. He was always successful at resisting the latter. Not so much the former. Now he wished he were. If only he hadn't looked, hadn't seen the dragon scale. Shantor had seen the paladin of Sapiet talking to the commander, the same paladin leading the latest group targeting the dragon, the same dragon that hadn't been seen since his assault on the fort. Why hadn't the commander said anything? Why was Shantor's oath of discretion being tested? And what would it mean both for him and to him? if he failed this test. Day 9. Keyword, dice. Roll them bones, roll them bones, Haltrees cried out as money stacked on the table's edges. Bets are set, so roll them bones. Side bets continued outside the table, and Haltrees made sure his seconds were collecting the house's share. A three for the player, and the house takes a six. No dice eliminated. What luck to have the commander's page Shantor rolling the dice on the main table. He only did that when he was burdened. Burdens he sometimes unloaded when distracted by spirits or the charms of Miss Tala. But he wasn't drinking or looking. It must be something juicy. Something valuable. Well, debt can loosen the man's tongue. Of course, he was one roll from a tidy pot. Maybe too tidy to continue but the bones were fickle, and they were bones, bones of a chiron, impervious to outside influence, but internal influence. Paul Treese rubbed his ring. Day 10. 
fiction. Do you think the story will hold, asked James, about us not having killed the dragon? Why not? No one else has succeeded. Not the army, not more seasoned explorers, not mercenaries, bandits, assassins. Failure is expected, and the trophies we turned in for the orcs and ogres more than explain why we're banged up. Gus sounded very sure. Why? Did someone seem suspicious? No, they were mostly laughing at us. But your armor is scorched, and you did tell the fort's commander. My armor would only prove we fought a dragon, not killed it. And the commander won't send word to the capital for two days, and that by royal courier. We've got a week before any general announcement at least. What about his confidants in the fort? They're his confidants. I think we can trust in that. Still, all the more reason to move the treasure. They traveled on in silence. RPG A Day originated on the blog Autocratic, with a K at the end, dot com, 10 years ago, as of August 2023. Every August, questions, keywords, or both are provided to inspire people to share their experiences and enjoyment of the hobby in the medium of their choice. My RPG campaign began as a one-shot to answer the question, can a first-level AD&D party kill a huge ancient dragon? I did this in episode 39, Enter the Dragon, of my podcast, and was inspired to continue on in that world. It's been part of my podcast ever since. I believe these RPG A Day minisodes will stand on their own, just as glimpses into a fantasy RPG setting. If you'd like to know more, I encourage you to explore my back catalog from episode 39 onward. I welcome any questions, comments, or feedback. My contact information is in the show notes, and I will also go over those ways of contacting me now. Thank you for listening to Phantom Thoughts. I would love to hear your feedback. You don't have to be part of the show. If you want to contact me and let me know, hey, these are for your eyes only. I just wanted to give you thoughts, ideas, response, and it's really for your eyes or ears only. That's absolutely fine. I'd love to hear from you either way. So just let me know when you contact me. Just I don't want to be part of the show. There are lots of different ways you can contact me. You can send me an email at phantomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And that can be a regular email or you can attach an audio file to it. You can use the message button on my podcast site on podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash phantom thoughts. You can contact me via my Google voice number, 864-209-1441. You can contact me via SpeakPipe at www.speakpipe.com slash phantom thoughts. You can contact me on Discord, The Pink Phantom. All this contact information is listed in the show notes of every episode. And thank you for those who call in. Thank you for those who don't call in. I appreciate you listening and hope you'll listen again next time. Until then, I hope you have a great day.